Top of the morning to you. Welcome to the St. Patrick's Day episode of the Mostly Movies podcast. Top of the morning to you, Michael. Uh, hey, it's another leprechaun. How are you doing? I'm no leprechaun. I'm just Irish. Well, I'm here to tell you that there's going to be spoilers and explicit language ahead. What do you say about that? Well, fucking shit, man. Whoa. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, welcome to the Mostly Movies podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about TV shows, video games, and how good a cold beer is after a hard day's work. I can't say I've ever experienced that. It's great. Is it? Yeah. Are we sure? But mostly movies. My name's Michael. And I'm Brian. Yeah. Uh, And as always, we like to start off the show with uh, me bringing up a random picture on my cell phone, zooming in really close and then uh, you have to try and guess what it's of, Brian. Okay. What is that? Um, allow me to describe this to the audience. At first glance, it sort of looks like a nose that <laughs> is being really close to another nose. <laughs> uh, but it it very well could just be... Uh, well, no, there's kind of like a shadowy thing in the background. I can't tell. Okay, it's like a bonish color. But it's mostly black background with the bonus color shapes sort of around, so it could be... What's your best guess? My best... Well, hold on. I'm still trying to see a shape here. <laughs> it's just... It, that's a small portion of the whole picture, though. Yeah. So you just have to guess. Okay. G- give give me a hint on, like, where in the image I'm looking. Am I looking at the dead center it, of this? Yeah, it's about the center of it. About the center. Okay. Do you want me to tell you where this picture was taken? <laughs> sure. It was taken at my grandma's house. No, I'm worried. On on Christmas. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, Christmas, grandmother's house. Also, it was like four years ago. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't you know. You can zoom out. Okay, let's zoom out here. There is... <laughs> what is it? Well, see, now I'm less clear. <laughs> it appears to be a duck slash sheep creature bent over giving head to a penguin (laughs) with a hat (laughs) yeah yeah that's that's pretty much what it is okay just so i didn't misunderstand that also that's a weird game that you've come up with that supposedly we've been doing as a tradition I don't dislike it, but that's a weird thing, Michael. Uh, okay. Uh, our next segment, let's go up right on to the next one. Yes. Uh, that's our ketchup segment. Yes, where, where we don't drink ketchup anymore because that was disgusting the first time. Yeah. But not, what we what we do, do. instead yes. uh, is, is we catch up with each other because we don't normally. Yeah. And we can. And especially now because it's been a while since we've recorded. So. Yes, we've been slacking a little bit. But don't worry, you, the listener, will only have noticed maybe one or two weeks past since... Uh, yeah, yeah, hopefully, if if we get back on track. Yes. But uh, what have you been doing, Brian, with your time? Uh, I've been playing Kingdom Hearts, actually, the third one. Oh. Yes, quite enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Won't spoil much, but it, it it's fun. Is it worth the wait? I mean, I didn't play all of the games, so I don't know if I'm necessarily the 
kind of person is like, oh, it's it's the culmination of all the freaking nonsense that's been going on. But mm-hmm. it, I, I like it. It's fine. Have you finished it yet? No, 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 no. No. Been, I've been taking my time with it more or less because we've been, we've kind of had a tradition-ish sort of. We haven't really been doing it much, but every time we go to another one of the worlds, we're planning to watch the movie that it corresponds with. Yeah, we've only done that with Hercules so far, but we're planning to do that with Big Hero 6 next. And we thought about maybe doing Pirates of the Caribbean, which is the world we're at now. I mean, that's one of the greatest movies ever. Well, I would agree if it was the first one, but this is the second time technically the the Kingdom Hearts lore has visited this world. Mm -hmm. So it's the second movie now that they're part of. Okay. Which isn't as good as the first Yeah, it's, it's not quite as but it's still good because it's, it's, it's okay. Of the Caribbean. Well, you can't say that. There was a more recent. I can movie. say whatever I want to say. Are you sure? Yes. You you are you want to stand by that statement? Sure. I think I can break you. I have a selective memory. Okay. So. What part of that memory remembers that movie well? I don't know because I'm not selecting it. Okay. <laughs> Just the whole movie's gone. Yes. Okay. Cool. Uh, what have you been up to, Michael? Um. I've been watching movies. I I went to the theater again and saw Into the Spider-Verse. What else have I watched? Do you remember any of them that I said that I've watched? No, I I don't, but it feels like you always watch movies. I wanted to go to the theater last night, and there was just this whole list of movies that that I want to go see. I want to go see The Mule still. Still want to go see Lego Movie. That's right, it came out. I forgot about that. Yeah, and Escape Room, and did I say The Mule? Yes. Oh. That was the first one you mentioned. <laughs> I do want to see that one. But yeah, I this I've just been watching movies. None, none specifically, probably just ones I've seen before. I know you watched uh Groundhog's Day again cuz that's yeah. your family's tradition. Yeah, I watched that on Groundhog Day. Uh and then I also watched that's kind of like Groundhog Day. Just last night I watched Happy Death Day and then tonight I'm going to see the second Happy Death Day. Yeah. Have fun with that. <laughs> I will. Okay. I, I enjoyed the first one, so hopefully I like the second one. Speaking of movies you enjoyed, Michael. Mm-hmm. Well, don't give away my review. <laughs> <laughs> that could be sarcastic. We don't know. Okay. So our our movie that we watched today was Kroll. Yeah. A world light years beyond your imagination. That's that's the subtitle down there. I, yeah. Well, maybe that's the, I don't know, that's the box cover. Speaking of which, if I could just jump right into the fun facts. Oh, right, the fun facts about this. Movie. Um, I did. I found this one here. Here it is. So m- wait, my I'm supposed to read the fun facts. Oh, okay. Well, okay, you can read that one if it's that special to you. Yeah, I I was I was going down the list and I liked this one. Uh, back when this movie came out, many of the movie posters for the film featured a long preamble that read, "Beyond our time, beyond our universe." There is a planet besieged by alien invaders where a young king must rescue his love from the clutches of the beast or risk the death of his world, Kroll, a world light years beyond your imagination. Oh, okay. So, so this, that's this... technically the full title of the movie, I guess. Wow. <laughs> that's, anyway. that's actually sort of intriguing. I, I like that. That's fun. Also, as I was scrolling down, I noticed this was this movie had... One of the largest budgets, production budgets of its time. Really? And I didn't see how much the budget was. Oh, but Hold on, let me find it here. 
How how far into it was it? It was up at the top, the, the top. thing that I read, but it didn't say the budget. It just said that it had a large budget. Hmm. Hannah? What? Fact check. We need to know how what the budget was What the was budget for was. Crawl. I'm busy looking up Here, I can look it up real quick. No, I have fun facts. Okay. Oh. <laughs> well, that's a spoiler. I don't know if I can say that one. I believe we have a spoiler uh, alert at the beginning of every episode, so go ahead. Okay. Well, this won't make sense to anyone listening right away, but okay, so there's a Cyclops in this movie, right? Yeah. There's also these things called fire mares. Yes. Uh, and okay, someone did the math, because they say that a fire mare can travel a thousand leagues in a day. They say that in the movie. Uh-huh. Someone did the math to figure out that a league was defined, you know... Isn't that a nautical term? I guess so. <laughs> Uh, but it's defined as the distance a heavily armed man could travel in an hour in, I guess, this oh. context. So three okay. to four miles. Uh, that means fire mares can travel about 3,500 miles a day at an average speed at about 145 miles an hour. Wow. <laughs> so that's, that's a pretty good. Those are, they're really flying, yeah, aren't they? Quite literally in some cases. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get on. We'll, we'll get to that later. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah that, that does kind of throw you off, doesn't it? The budget was apparently twenty-seven million. Twenty-seven million, and yeah. it only made sixteen million. Ooh, Ooh 16 that's a bomb! Yikes. Yeah. Wow. Count, count for inflation. That's even worse. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty big budget. Also, I don't know if I should bring this up now, but uh, should I bring up the critics' res- critical response to it? Oh, the like the Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes or? score. It currently sits at 32% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is not great. Not great, but definitely better than I would have expected Rotten Tomatoes to give it. Considering the amount that I enjoyed this movie, I thought it would be higher. (laughs) But I don't know if the entertainment value came purely from just the the cheesiness of it, you know? I I guess. Either way, I kind of had a fun time. Uh, Let's see. I'm trying to find a good fun fact here uh oh okay so the the slayers the the evil soldiers mm-hmm. i guess they made 40 of these things and 20 of them were manufactured in only 10 days they made them they made them like so like the, the robots no no the, the outfits oh okay yeah. gotcha so they made the costumes and apparently in a very short period of time considering they looked made of plastic i'm, I'm not surprised but still mm-hmm. i felt like those were definitely inspired by stormtroopers those very much so yeah there were a lot of things that felt like they were out of star wars oh here uh you'll like this actually the glaive from this movie Mm -hmm. it shows up in ready player one it does apparently it's used by show okay now i need to go back and watch that movie again. right see that brings up the point that i was saying like is this movie kind of like inspiration for some other big budget movies that have come uh, since then well okay because yeah, directors yeah. who grew up when this movie was in the theater are now filmmakers themselves and can reference back to that and kind of use it for inspiration you know yeah i mean i don't i don't uh, necessarily disagree especially since uh because uh, let's see this would have been after star wars for sure mm-hmm. and then it would have been it came out the same year as return of the jedi oh really yeah okay so this this probably was a cash grab then mm-hmm. yeah. we we should see what what was the production budget of uh return of the jedi Ooh, hannah, hannah can you look that one check, up please <laughs> uh 
Uh, Return of the Jedi was... I don't know. There's a range here, so I don't know what that means. Oh, okay. It says 32.5 million to 42.7 million. Okay, so 32. That's and a sizable budget. Depending on sources, Return of the Jedi grossed between 475 million and 572 million worldwide. Wow. Return of the Jedi did wow. much better than that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> Big time. Uh, okay, it's, some of these are kind of interesting, but not not really. But, okay, so there was a scene with all the spiders and such. Uh-huh. Well, Apparently, there's the, only one spider, but yeah. Well, yes. Anyway, that that scene, I guess they do save the girl in in one of the cuts, and they they got rid of that, I guess. They uh, do save the girl. So the the girl that's in the middle of all the spidery webs and whatnot, I guess uh-huh. originally they were planned to save her and get her out of there, and they decided not to do that. Oh, so it's so more it could tragic. Be, yeah, it's more more tragic. Yeah, it was like a tragic romance between the old lady and uh, the old man who lived up on the mountain, yeah. which I thought was pretty good. Speaking of which, let's just get into the plot of this, shall we? I suppose so, because there aren't very many other. We started from the beginning. Oh, boy. Okay, so 50 seconds in, we are treated with the beginning credits, and we yes. notice a very, very familiar name. <laughs> yeah, this was the beginning of his career, I guess, because he was a, a secondary character, for sure. Very secondary and we're talking about Mr. Liam Neeson. I know, it's weird. It was awesome. I was happy to see him. I got super excited when he first showed up on screen, which wasn't until, like, what, half an hour in or something? It took a little while, yeah. Yeah, uh, which coincidentally was about when I actually started to get into this movie because it's <laughs> a little bit of a rough start. I don't even know where to begin with, uh, like, Well, here, there's plot. also another another name that you we almost skipped over. Oh. Rappi. Ra- Robbie Coltrane, right? Yes. Who was Hagrid? Hannah, Hannah pointed that out. In, uh, I had ha- in Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah. We we would not have known. <laughs> so but, thank uh, you. But, but Hannah you, knew. He was very noticeable actually when he showed up too. <laughs> Though we didn't recognize him like that. Yeah. His facial hair had yet to grow out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he was good too. I was happy to see him. I, I suppose. So yeah. the first real scene we get is the ginormous rock slash castle slash spaceship of the Beast mm-hmm. that's flying through space and landing on the planet Kroll. Which I think that was a Star Wars reference. Oh, it had to be. Oh, just the way just that it was shot. Past yeah, the ship. Like yeah, very slowly in space. Planet, yeah. So Do we need to set you up with a microphone? Hannah? We should. No. We should. Oh, okay. I am the peanut gallery. All right, <laughs> peanut gallery should speak up then, because I think this one, the 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 mic that's pointed at you is gonna, yes, the peanut gallery, the peanut gallery has to speak up because this one, this mic is set up so that it's it's only gonna catch like yeah, this okay, much. Whatever. Okay, well no, it works. You just have to yell it at my face. <laughs> but yes, the ver- so the very first shot of it is kind of very inspired by Star Wars. The very first shot of Star Wars where you see the. Uh, the big star destroyer or whatever. Yes. In this case, it's just a big floating rock castle thing coming right at you. Yeah, there and it is. It goes you, by. There it is on oh, the yeah, screen. Oh yeah, there it goes. We have, we have the the title screen kind of yeah. thing up on the the main menu, just playing yeah. little little uh, snippets. Yeah. Anyway, so it lands on the planet Kroll, and then it goes from Star Wars into Lord of. <laughs> yes, a not well known movie and a very difficult to pronounce one. Not many people know about it because it doesn't exist. 
I'm sorry, Brian. What is the movie called that I'm trying to say? I assume it's Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that that that's correct. Okay, yes, sorry. it goes very Lord of the Rings if Sauron was a spaceship. Yeah, and then there's orcs, basically, that are riding on horses and doing yes, their little space orcs. chant thing or whatever. Yes, very enthusiastically. And it's very dark. It is very dark and rainy. It looked like maybe? Smoky, I think. I don't it's know. just very smoky. Well, that could have been from dark. the road flares. Yeah. Anyway, let's move along to this. So there's a castle and there's a princess and she's going to marry this. Yeah, we get a nice long narration of the general plot. Yeah. Um, Actually, to sum up the main plot of this movie, it's basically Mario because (laughs) the the normal dude is about to marry a princess. Well, he's not normal. He's a prince from another country. They're they're, they're marrying off the two... uh, so that their their kingdoms can unite. Right, right, right. So they're about to get married, and then the bad guy shows up, kidnaps the princess, and then they go off on an adventure. The prince and uh, this dude, who's basically Obi Wan Kenobi, to go try and save her. Right. Pretty much, yes. So we'll just skip to to after she's been kidnapped. Shall we? Sure. Because every, everyone dies except for this prince, Obi-Wan, and the princess. Yeah. Even the cart doesn't survive. <laughs> okay, hold on. Maybe we should go back. <laughs> so when they're ransacking the castle, right, and they take the princess, they the, the, a random soldier just decides to use his uh, laser, laser spear <laughs> on one random cart on his way out. Yeah. As, as, oh, hold on. I have a note, a quote from Hannah. You haven't sacked a castle properly unless you've left it on fire. (laughs) So this cart sets on fire and you're like, oh, they're going to burn down the kingdom because they set this cart on fire, right? So after the next day comes and you see the ruins of this castle, there's a bunch of dead bodies. But other than this cart, (laughs) everything else is like completely untouched. So it's just this burned out cart in the middle of nowhere <laughs> and it looks pretty calm well no it's in the middle of the battlefield so th- presumably the fire just didn't go it didn't, anywhere it after didn't that. spread it didn't pan out why the way they that... even bothered to show that <laughs> i don't know uh, it was pretty good <laughs> anyway uh, they, so and then they, obi-wan shows up yeah and they set off on an adventure right and there's quite a few steps that they have to go through before they can find this castle uh, yes, one of them being climb a mountain yeah. for a long time. And dodge rocks. <laughs> for a very short period of time. And then climb rocks again. Yes. And then... Oh, I'm sorry, we have to go back. We do? Yes, to Why? the marriage ceremony because it's important to the plot. Oh, dang it, you're right. <laughs> okay, explain this marriage ceremony, Brian. Okay, I'll do it real quick. So they have a weird ceremony uh, where... A guy takes a scepter of fire and he dunks it in water and he's like, I give fire to the water. And then the soon-to-be wife goes like, I take fire from the water. And she reaches into the water and pulls out some very, very low-budget fire effects. (laughs) Dancing flames in her hand that just look like Photoshop (laughs) pictures of a candle (laughs) that are just dancing around in the palm of her hand. There are a few candles. Anyway... Uh, she presumably is going to give this firepower to her husband, but right mm-hmm. before she's able to, that's when the evil people show up and kidnap her. Yeah. So. And then they set off on an adventure. Then they set off their adventure. They yeah. climb up the mountain for a long time to get to the glaive. Yeah. They So they, uh, the, the dude, the main dude, Prince. 
Prince. What is his name? What are any of the names of these people? Let's call him Colwyn. Colwyn. Let's call him Prince Obliques because his obliques are shredded. (laughs) They really are. (laughs) All right. So Prince Obliques is climbing up the mountain, supposedly because he can do that just in his free time. Just yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, maybe he climbs mountains in his spare time. It kind of looked like he did, because, I mean, why else would they let him do that? He's very sure-footed when he's climbing up this mountain. Yeah, very, very. They really want to highlight how how good his rock climbing skills are. They really do. Because how long do you think that scene went on for? Oh, probably five minutes. I I was going to guess 15, but... (laughs) Now, I mean, it is... It overstays its welcome, for sure, but I don't think that it's that long. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, so he gets to the top of the mountain. Supposedly, this is where he's going to find the glaive so that he yeah. can destroy the evil Sauron man. And he does. Yeah, it's kind of weird. He finds lava. It's in supposedly. a pit of yeah. It's in a pit of lava, and you're like, oh no, how's he going to get it out of the lava slash jelly? Yeah, it it's it's strange. pretty poor looking lava, but you can tell it's supposed to be lava. There's especially flames. when he sticks his hand in there <laughs> and it immediately bursts into flames. <laughs> And you're like, oh, dang, his hand's going to be all burnt to crap until he pulls it out, and his hand's not all burnt to crap. In fact, it's completely unharmed. And and he's got a little starfish thing to boot that Mm -hmm. then breaks away, and it shows the very ornamental glaive. With blades. With blades. And jewels. Which you you were saying, Hannah, this isn't called a glaive, or wasn't beforehand. It is now. Before this movie came out... A glaive was a blade on a pole. And now suddenly, it's this. And now Uh, it's in other movies, it's in video games. Ready Player One? Apparently. And it's all called a glaive, which I guess came from this movie. Hmm. So weird. Wow, what a landmark in history this movie is. That no one probably even knows about. (laughs) Yeah, well, we're bringing bringing it to the forefront (laughs) of of, uh, pop culture. (laughs) I don't know about forefront per se, but <laughs> getting a little more awareness at least. Okay, so he gets this glaive. And he's all happy about it. He's yeah. about to throw it <laughs> for <Yeah>. reasons. <laughs> and then the old man says, no, we can't use this. It can only be used to fight the beast, right? Yes, and I'm, then he gives some I'm paraphrasing. Long, yeah, and then he gives a small speech about love and how he used to love someone. and But don't worry, we're going to save your girl. Mm-hmm. So that you don't have to end up like me, a withered old man. And then yes. they set off on the next step of their journey. Which I guess is just to go... Uh, they, have, they have to go find the seer, Yeah, right? the blind seer. The blind seer, yes. Mm-hmm. And on their way, they get jumped by Can robbers. We... Oh, no, no, sorry, before that. The magician man. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah, let's talk about that. Because <laughs> they're in the woods... And then out of nowhere, like this rocket comes flying, <laughs> whizzing past him and falls into a pond. And then out of the water just comes this magician dude. And he's a real goofball. Yeah, very real goofball. Haircut and, and all. Yeah, I immediately thought this guy's going to be annoying, right? <laughs> and he, they're like, hey, come with us. Come along on our journey. And he's like, nah, I ain't going with you guys. I set off on my own because I'm... Big in stature and narrow. No, no, he's small in stature. Oh, yeah. Big in something. Personality. I forget his whole spiel. Anyway, he takes off on in the other direction, and he's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this on my own." And he gets like two feet into the woods, and then what does he see? A cyclops. (laughs) 
just standing there, just chilling there, just, just kind of grinning. <laughs> and he he walks right back out of the woods. Yeah, <laughs> that was the most random thing. I really hoped at this point that was the only time that we were gonna see that guy, just chilling there out in the in the woods. It, it was just perfectly framed to where it's like it's just barely zoomed in enough where you're like, what <laughs> the? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you like see its reaction that there that there's something there, right? He's afraid, and then it cuts to what he's afraid of, and it's just, <laughs> it's just super funny the way that it, it looks. They do that a few times, I've noticed. Not necessarily with that character, but just in general. They've done that with characters mm-hmm. that they're revealing. Like, say... <laughs> Robbie Coltrane. Oh, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, actually, I think that's basically that, that's the next, next yeah. the next point. Because yeah. after they pick up the magician man, who promptly turns himself into a goose and back into human. Yeah, just to set up that he can do that, I guess. Yeah. Uh, then they they take off and they're going through a valley, and there's robbers in the valley. But don't worry, magician man will turn them all into pigs. Mm-hmm. And then he, or so he says. And then he turns into a pig. He instead. turns himself into a pig because he's incompetent I, I guess that's just his magic how it works he can only turn himself into things luckily though the the prince is a real smooth talker oh yes he, he is he's able not only to convince these robbers not to rob them but to join them on their journey and uh, sacrifice their lives if need be yeah that didn't make a whole lot of sense he didn't even give that great of an argument <laughs> yeah what was his argument uh I, I think the point he was trying to get at was if you don't help us this whole world's gonna perish anyway and you won't have your freedom anymore mm. and then something about oh, which is fair uh you know if you don't your your children are also not gonna be free either and then the one guy reacts like how did you know i have kids and it's like <laughs> i mean we didn't necessarily we just, but thank you for letting us know that you do yeah anyway at this scene this is when we're introduced to both robbie coltrane and liam neeson they are some of the robbers not yes. the lead robber not Mr. Spike Collar Man. Yeah, he's the lead. His name was Torquil. Torquil. Yes. And what was what was Liam Neeson's name? Keegan. 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 Nice. All right. We'll call him. Should we call him Rat Tails? <laughs> he does have a lot of rat tails and a lot of belts and a lot of belts. He's like three belts. <laughs> one's for carrying stuff. One's for carrying swords. The other's carrying for more stuff. And then. Can we call Robbie Coltrane Guillermo? He, he looks he looks a lot like Guillermo from Jimmy Kimmel Live, though. I don't does know if you've ever seen that? I, I haven't, but I'll I'll believe you. Uh, he does look very uh, Hispanic for some reason with that little mustache. Here, here, here. All right, Michael's oh. getting a picture of Guillermo for me. There he is. The mustache is definitely correct. <laughs> there you go. We should call him Guillermo. Okay, we can call him Guillermo. But you're calling him Romeo. Is that offensive, though? It might be. Maybe we could just call him Hagrid. Okay, sure, we'll call him Hagrid. He doesn't look like Hagrid. I don't want to offend anybody. Uh, Maybe he's young Hagrid. Youngrid. Ah, Youngrid. There you go. Let's Let's call him Youngrid. Youngrid just sort of is framed in a scene very briefly, just to show that he's there, Mm -hmm. much like the Cyclops man. Yeah. And kind of so is Liam Neeson. Uh, he just he shows up in the background. Yeah, I don't think he just kind of come. He just walks around a rock and. This was there before he, he was Liam Neeson. You know, yeah. he, he's just another one of the the robbers. Well, kind of. He's on the back of the back of the cover here. 
All right. Do we need to look up what movies Liam Neeson did before this? I don't know if we do, but he's he's not like well, it's he's... definitely not starring Liam Neeson or anything yeah. in here, but 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 he's 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 in one of the images on the back of the case. No, but the so. images on the back of the case seem kind of random. They do seem a bit random. And I suppose for a Blu-ray, maybe they could have changed which ones they have back here. Dude. So maybe they put Liam Neeson here on purpose. He was actually in Excalibur, 1981. Uh, I haven't heard of that movie, actually. But this movie is Excalibur meets Star Wars, lavishly mounted. I, I thought it was just the story of Excalibur. I didn't know there was a movie. So Liam Neeson is what makes this the Excalibur part <laughs> of Excalibur meets Star Wars. I don't know what the lavishly mounted means. Still, but... <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yes, but then he was also in Star Wars. He was also in Star Wars. But not until 1999. Yes, but... That was a little bit later on. <laughs> um. Anyway, let's move on. Yes, moving on. Okay, so now they have a small army of thieves and robbers. Mm-hmm. And they finally get to the blind seer. No, before no? that, they... Uh, have another run-in with the Cyclops. Oh, that's right. There is another run-in with the Cyclops. Is that when he joins them, though? No, not yet. Let's skip it then. Anyway, they see the Cyclops, and then they go see the Blind Seer. Yes. Can I say something about the Blind Seer, though? (laughs) Sure. Because I actually liked his character. Because it's kind of very classical to have a... uh, an old sage? an, An old prophet or whatever that can see the future but can't see physically. Oh, okay. Yes, I I know what you mean. So that's sort of, I don't know, it's been since like Homer, I guess, that they've been putting characters like that into into Admittedly, my brain was so stupid, it didn't think of Homer Odyssey. It thought of Homer Simpson. (laughs) Homer Simpson. (laughs) Yeah, no, the the Odyssey with like, um, what was it called? Oh, in in Odyssey? Yeah. uh, Shoot, I I don't remember that story as well. We're not cultured enough to remember the names. Hannah, do you remember? I know there was one in it, but I don't remember what his name was. You failed us, <laughs> Hannah. All right. Doesn't matter. Okay. We'll, well, we'll move on. the whole idea of, like, you can see not necessarily, like, other planes of existence, but, like, you've lost your sight in this world in order to see other things. Yeah, get a broader sight. So I guess so. Oh, well, that's the deal with the Cyclopses, too. Remember, the, uh, the seer man tells us about it. He can see what? No, can the Cyclops see? Remember, the Cyclops' deal is the whole reason they exist is they were some group of people that gave up one of their eyes so that they could see the future, but they got tricked into it, essentially, and the only future that they see... Is their own death. Yes. That's right. Yeah. So that theme is in there twice now, technically. Nice. yeah. I, to be honest, I did not even pick up any of that. <laughs> <laughs> there was a whole narration. I, I of know, it. and that's why I remember the their own death thing. But I may have tuned out for uh, for at least part of that. Th- that was that's that's actually interesting. It's pretty cool. That was like the whole scene after the second time they saw the Cyclops, right? Yeah, but that's not the seer that tells them that. No, is who is it? The, oh, it's the old man, right? Yeah, it's Obi Wan. I'm calling him the old man because that's what they call him in the movie. <laughs> He's the old man from scene twenty four. <laughs> yeah, wait. wait. <laughs> What is that from? Monty, Monty Python. Python. Oh, okay. That's yeah. right. You've only seen that Holy once. Grail. Yeah. The Wait, that's the Holy Grail? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I've only seen that once. Shame. Anyway, Shame on so you. the seer tells them they need to go to this tree in the woods or in, in the swamp. Uh, There's an emerald something or other. Emerald Temple. Emerald Temple. That's it. 
and that's in the bog. I th- yeah. He said, yeah. "Look for the tree that's that with the, three trees." Where the entrance to the temple is. Okay. Yes, but they never actually get to the temple. Yeah, because when they're in the swamp, some bad stuff goes down. Well, okay, wait. The reason they need to go to the swamp is because they try to figure out where the black temple or black castle is, and what Mister Space Sauron somehow reaches through the crystal that the old man is using and shatters it so he can't see. Yeah, did we even mention that uh, the castle moves every day? The no, black castle. They, I think they learned that. Uh, well, uh, the old man knew that. At oh the yeah, very the beginning. old man knew that. Okay, so yes, every day the the castle just sort of blips in and out of existence mm-hmm. in new places, never the same place twice. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to track down, unless you have a blind seer. Yes, or someone. Yeah. So they bring him along for the ride because he needs to go to this special emerald temple in order to tell them where they can find the Black Castle. Yes, him and his very young apprentice. That's the next step on their journey. So it takes them through this swamp, and as they're walking through the swamp, there's this quicksand stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It looked really mucky and gross, but I kind of liked the way that it, it moved and looked, actually. Did you like it? I don't know about liked it, but it was a good effect, I mm-hmm. guess. It, it It's... Uh, it portrayed what it was supposed to. I knew what was going on, mm-hmm. so that's that's a good thing for an effect, I guess. Yeah, there there were a couple things in this scene that I liked. Actually, I liked that, and then I liked so as they're trying to get everyone out of this swamp, they leave the seer on his own, so they can go help pull everybody out. Yeah, and then an evil version of the seer comes up, and he kills the blind seer and takes his place, and he has all black eyes which were really creepy. When he opens them, he keeps them closed yeah. to conceal his identity. I liked this scene because it was kind of creepy that you knew that this dude was not on the up and up, but nobody else did. And so you're like, oh, what's going to happen? And then the Cyclops figures it out because for some reason the swamp doesn't like dead bodies and, and they explode up back to the up. top. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, but wait. In between, uh, before uh, the Cyclops finds the body... There's the little the little boy makes a wish, remember? Oh, he wishes for a puppy. Yes, because the the other man, the we Mr. Even, Wizard Man. We haven't even brought up this little boy exists. Ki- so. I kind of did. You did? Yeah, I was, remember his young apprentice. Okay, yeah. He's the he's the blind seer's young apprentice. Yes. And, and he, he says, and the If I had any wish, I would wish for a puppy. That's a silly wish. You should wish for 100 if you're wishing. Is that what he says? Yeah, remember? No. <laughs> Oh, wow, you really weren't paying attention. <laughs> no, I was. It's just the things that stood out to me were not the same things that stood out to you, I guess. I guess so. Anyways. They so... say by the end of your day, you've actually forgotten 60% of the stuff that you've done. Well, I'm glad we're recording it then. <laughs> <laughs> but so... yeah, no, remember uh, the wizard man's talking about gooseberry pies and how he'd want one as big as a house. A big as a mountain. Mountain, sorry. But he'd settle for one as big as a house. Yeah. And then the, the kid wishes for a puppy, remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. He wishes for a puppy, and then the old man dies. Yes. I'm Not the old man that they call the old man, but the old man that's... The, <laughs> the blind seer. The blind seer, The blind yeah. seer dies, who's basically this kid's only family. Yeah. And, and then, so to try to make him feel better, uh, Wizard Man McGee... Well, yeah, but just, oh. but before this, we should get to the, the part... We should talk about the part where the, the changeling has taken his place. Oh, right, because the they, don't, they don't know that he's dead yet. Yeah, so... My bad. So uh, Prince Obliques, 
is leaning uh, the blind seer towards this emerald temple. And then the the changeling that has taken his place grows big old long grody fingernails and, and starts to choke him out. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> but the Cyclops runs to his rescue and he has a very heroic run through the woods and then throws his his wizard spear or whatever. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it has some sort of otherworldly powder, power of powder. <laughs> has a powder that it kind of shakes out of it. It's cocaine. Yeah, it could be cocaine. He's hooked on cocaine. That's why he runs so fast through the woods. <laughs> uh, and he, he saves yeah, it. It's, it's something electric. It's something red and electric, whatever it is when it hits Every things. time there's a sword fight in this, there's like red electricity whenever they clang two swords together. Yeah. Which I, felt like it was taken from Star Wars too. Because they're been. like, sword fights are more cool when there's colors involved. And it's true. That is true, actually. <laughs> uh but yeah, so the Cyclops kills this changeling, stabs it in the back with his spear, and then he starts freaking like expanding. Oh yeah, the, or like the changeling like kind of warps out. And... It, it's a. I actually really liked this effect because it's like it starts his face starts like bubbling and turning all black, and then he just starts to like kind of melt and freaking sink into the ground like a weird little slug was, thing. Was that all practical effects? Because yeah. it, it seemed like it. Yeah. It, I thought a little it bit of stop really, motion. I, I thought think. it looked cool, actually. And then it just sort of slinks into the ground. Yeah. It, it was gross, <laughs> but uh, but I liked it. It was, it, was a good, it was a good scene. Yeah. It's a good scene. And then, and then they all know that the guy is actually dead and little tiny yeah, Tiny Tim. Tiny let's call Tim. Him, let's call him Tiny Tim. We have all these names. Can we remember them all? <laughs> There's a lot of characters in here. I'm not going to yeah. remember all of their given names. This is true. We're going to give them all nicknames. Anyway, Tiny Tim is all very sad. So... Or we could call him Bull Cut. Should we call him Bull Cut? We could call him Bull Cut. No, Tiny Tim. <laughs> okay. All right, Tiny Tim Bull Cut is <laughs> very sad. And Wizard Man McGee is uh, kind of feeling bad, so he... Tr- yeah. he takes out his notes and turns himself into a beagle oh, it was a basset hound i think because oh, it, it? it had big old floppy ears and he was that's like, right yes. this a cute little puppy and he was tripping all over his, his little puppy ears yeah and then the boy is very happy this was when this magician dude stopped being annoying to me because he actually had character development yeah you know he actually feels bad for the kid and so he does a good thing to, to help him out and that made me feel more for this character actually yes it, and they kind of bond throughout the movie sort of yeah they, they'd been doing a little bit of bonding before this because they're talking all the time mm-hmm. he, about the puppies and, and the pie the size of a mountain and, and they're, they're sharing candy yeah the, the, that cinnamon bar thing oh yeah because little boys always have candy right children but yes <laughs> i don't know if you want to <laughs> phrase it like that but sure <laughs> Normally, it's the other way around. Normally, it's the other people with candies that the little boys want, but sure. Uh, anyway. Moving on. Yeah, what happens after this? Well, since they can't see, use the, the blind seer to find out where the castle is, the Obi-Wan decides, okay, there is one other person we could go to for help, uh, but she lives in a giant creepy cave with a bunch of spiders. Well, yeah, one spider. <laughs> no, there was more. There was only one spider. Well, that we saw near the beginning, but at the end, remember, there was a bunch more. There was? Yeah. There... It was unclear how many there were. <laughs> it, it was very unclear. Because they kept showing different shots that could have been the same one. Well, no, the, the final scene in that whole area, there's one that's like 
tapping on the top of the little I thought egg that was area. the same spider. But that one is. But then there's like two others that are crawling up. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Well, say... I know there was more. All right. Fair. There there were multiple spiders. (laughs) There were multiple spiders. They just didn't decide they wanted to join in, I guess. Okay. So let's let's skip to the part where he is at the spider lady's house. Yes. They they get to the base there, and they set up camp. Old man goes into the mountain. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, this is also a brief moment where we find out that Liam Neeson is a traveling man oh yeah he's very he's polygamous <laughs> he's got wives all over the place how many did he say i don't know seven or eight i think they actually say seven or eight <laughs> he doesn't even know how many wives he yeah because because they don't have food and so he's like oh hey liam neeson don't you have a wife <laughs> that lives around here somewhere yeah so they just uh, i guess they send for her to bring some food yeah and it works i'm yeah. surprised and you can tell that she's his wife because she also has matching rat tails. <laughs> it's true. Was awesome. Yeah, maybe that's where he got the style from. And then they make out for a little bit and he's like, oh, you're the only girl for me because I'm Liam Neeson. Yeah. I'm, I'm, Don't you worry about any of them other women that you may or may not know about. <laughs> <laughs> that may or may not also be here. Don't there was only one it. other woman there. Was that also supposed to be one of his wives, though? I don't know. I don't think so. Well, it doesn't turn out to be, does it? No, no, it doesn't. But we'll get to that. Yeah. First, the spider cave. Yes. I actually like the design of this set. I'm not sure how much how well it holds up, but I thought it was cool the way it was designed, where there was like this orb in the middle of it that was just like covered with spider webs that were kind of like branching off from all around it. I thought it looked cool. Yeah, it was a neat design. And then Obi-Wan tests out the webbing, mm-hmm. and we hear the jingling. It makes little jingle bell noises. Yeah. Which and Hannah we... brought up a pretty good point that maybe because spiders can sense when there's something on their web that we're hearing what the spider is hearing, basically. Yeah. So because it... it shows the spider kind of like crawling out towards him as he's walking on the webs. Yeah, so yeah, the jingling's not necessarily... So... For, the... for not it's not for not well yeah it's it's not for obi-wan to hear it's for us the audience yeah so we'll give props to hannah for noticing that <laughs> props Yay! all right that's enough of that <laughs> that sounded a bit condescending with the, like the, the the applause and everything no, but I'm no sorry. that's that it, was actually a good point yes <laughs> I, I should get you a, a proper microphone. In. I, I'm facing away from you as I'm talking to you, so it doesn't feel right. Right, but you can't turn away because otherwise the audience yeah, can't cause, hear Yeah, because then the audio will be like this and, and no yeah. one can hear me. No, yeah, no that, that's just bad podcasting. So, yeah, if you hear me do that, <laughs> listeners, it's because I've turned around to talk to Hannah. Yes. So the, let's, uh, we got to bring up the, do we have to bring up the sand? In the hourglass? Yes, because there's a lady in the middle of all the spider webs mm-hmm. and uh The widow in the web. Yes. Or whatever they call her. I think that was I think that was actually it. Anyway, uh so Obi Wan calls out her name, which apparently is the same name as whoever the The Princess. They're yeah. both named Lisa. Alyssa. Lisa. Alyssa. What is it? I thought it was just Lisa. Lisa? I thought it was Lisa. Like Lisa Simpson. <laughs> Let's keep the Simpsons thing going. <laughs> Make more Simpsons references. Ah, okay. <laughs> Can we? Oh, well, I guess we'll find out. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, so Lisa's in there, and, and she's he's like, Lisa, 
I can't make it across the spider web, so I'm gonna die. And she's like, "Hold on a sec." And she flips the the, <laughs> the hourglass. The hourglass, and she's like, "There, you got until the hourglass runs out. That's all I can do." And Lissa, L Y S S A. That's Lisa. No, no that's Lissa. Lissa. Oh, because the two S's softens the Y. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Because yeah, you put an A in front of there, and it's Alyssa. <laughs> English motherfucker, do you Whoa. speak it? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> That was like Samuel L. Jackson, but British and, and I couldn't posh. decide which accent I wanted to do there. I knew the I I, I can't do a Samuel L. Jackson, so that's what you got. I'm sorry. That's fine. That was uh, I didn't expect that from you. <laughs> Me neither. Uh, anyway, he makes it in right as the hourglass goes out, and he's like, "Oh, you're you're beautiful still. I see you as the way you were." And she's like, "I'm old, and I killed your son." And he was like, what son? <laughs> She's like, the son that, that we had together, but you didn't know because you left. And I wanted to kill you, but I couldn't kill you because you were gone. So I killed him instead. And this is my punishment now. I, I live in a spider nest. Yeah. And, and then he's like, it's whatever. I don't care. You're still pretty. And then she's like, I am pretty, aren't I? <laughs> and then they, they have, they relive the good old days about how how good things were when they were young, but they're old now and it's time to die. So they're like, she's like, I'm gonna save this other Lisa because I, my name's also Lisa, and <laughs> and the world's gonna die. You know, there's that. Yeah, and so she's like, well, I can't flip over this this uh, hourglass. I keep forgetting what it's called. <laughs> She's like, I can't flip over the hourglass. You can only flip it once. That's the rule. It's just the freaking rule. So uh, and here. She says something about the sand being her lifespan or something like that. It's her time. The spider or the No, woman? no, the sand's inside of the hourglass is her life time or something like that. It's it's somehow connected to her. Well, it, I figured it was connected to the spider as well. Because... Well, it is, but because it, it, I don't know if we really got to see much of it but supposedly it's i i got the feeling that it, somehow the reason she can't put you know flip it back over again mm-hmm. is because it'll just straight up kill her kill her oh and so she breaks open the hourglass and gives the sand to the guy and yep. like here just keep on holding on to it and when it runs out it'll protect you because now it's you know it's protecting you but then it'll also be your time that's run out, yeah. and then so you'll die. As soon as you drop the sand, then you're dead, basically. Yeah. So he's like, "All right, I guess I don't have a choice because I got to make it back, so that I can tell the guys where to go." Oh yeah, because Spe- oh yeah, we should <laughs> we should probably mention that. <laughs> <laughs> she can see where the the black uh, castle is going to end up next. So. Yeah. <laughs> So she tells him, and she, he's like, okay, I got to get this message back yeah, to him. Yeah, it's to the Iron Desert. That's, that's, yes, that's what, what she they said. She said, just for one day only. <laughs> one day only, it'll be in the Iron Desert. You got to be there. Flash sale. Square. That's, that's where it's going to be. And so he's like, cool. So he books it out of there, and she dies because she, she, I guess, gets trampled by a bunch of spiders. A bunch of different spiders come, and they just jump on her house until it falls out of the web or something something we don't get to see the actual conclusion anyway, to that she, she's old it, yeah it doesn't, it doesn't matter, matter. Yeah. and he's old too so he <laughs> <laughs> so he he runs back to camp and he's like the iron desert go there it'll be there tomorrow i'm gonna die now and then he drops the sand and he dies 
Yeah. And then Obliques is like, we're going to bury him here because I don't want to move him anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> so presumably then, they just pile a bunch of rocks on top of him. And then, yeah, we don't even get to see the, the, the burial or anything yeah. like that. And then they're like, well, the Iron Desert, that's like, that's really freaking far away. How are we going to get there? And the Cyclops man is like, fire ma- mules or whatever. <laughs> Fire mares. Fire mares can make it there in time. Yes. And they're like, cool, well, let's just get some of them then. And, and then they catch a bunch of Budweiser horses. Yes, they're Clydesdale's. Clydesdale horses. Clydesdales, they got the yes. little floofy fluffs on the bottom of their hooves. Yes. Those are my favorite kind of horses. I like the little... The little floofs. F- little floofs. Little go-go boots. Yeah. <laughs> so these particular horses are the coolest horses of all time, though, right? You, you don't know it at first, because they, they catch them first, and they're just normal horses as far as we know. Yeah. And at, then, after, like, 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's a long long scene, but it's impressive, technically, how... Yeah. It looks know, like they're actually, they're actually taming these horses as they're doing it, because they're getting, like, pulled behind them, and... Trying it to jump dangerous. on them and falling off and all that. They could have easily gotten trampled. That that little kid should not have been part of the scene. <laughs> yeah. Well, I assume these were trained horses in still, real life. Still, right? I mean, they were still. I mean, it's not like they're not. putting him in a room with a live tiger. Or anything. <laughs> we'll get to that, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they get a bunch of these horses. And then they start riding away, and you're like, okay, so now they're on horseback. They should be able to get there. It's probably a few miles away, you know. But, Michael, they already have normal horses. What's so special about these? Well, these are much faster horses, and also they uh, their hooves catch on fire, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Hence the name Fire Mares, because there's a long sequence showing them riding across the landscape, and just setting everything on fire, <laughs> going really, really fast, and then they fly across <laughs> like a freaking canyon. Yeah, like like reindeer. It, it yeah. looks like a scene like you'd see Santa behind them, like yo. <laughs> yeah, except with fire. Yeah, except with fire. <laughs> this uh, scene was actually, I mean, it was kind of. It doesn't hold up because like. You can tell it's green screen or blue screen or whatever, and you can see the outlines of every character <laughs> as they're riding when it shows the close-ups. But the the idea behind these horses was kind of actually cool. Can you imagine like, a remake of this movie? I can imagine a video game of this movie. I feel okay. like more yeah. than anything, I could see them making a video game of this. And it would, I think it would be cool because then you could get one of those freaking firemans and just like <laughs> ride it across the map. Yeah, but only for one one portion of the game. <sighs> they should put that in uh, Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> that would be so cool. You know how much money they would make off of that if they put firemans in there? Just as a, a little one-off thing. That'd, yeah. be, that'd be fun. They would make those so expensive. Yeah. So anyways, they ride these firemans right up to the Black Castle. Mm-hmm. And, and then they start to climb it. Oh, should oh, we? Oh, yes. Wait, sorry. Yes. As let's mention the that. Cyclops. So the Cyclops notices that it's his time to die now because mm-hmm. he's seen it in his future. And he's like, I can't go to the Black Castle because it's going to be bad. I'm going to I'm gonna die in a terrible, horrible way. So I'm going to stay here in this random. Uh, well, no, that uh, the, the way it works is like if he if he doesn't die the way he's supposed to, it'll mm-hmm. be this. He, he will instead die a really horrible, painful death. So okay. instead of accepting his death, he if he tries to run from it, it'll just be 
really, really worse. Right. So he uh, he's like, my friends need me. And so he hops his own fire mare and right as things are looking uh, real bad for the crew as they're trying to get into the Black Castle, Mr. Cyclops shows up and he's like, I'm here to help you and I'm bulletproof. Well, I don't know about bulletproof, but he's certainly... He gets shot in the chest and like it doesn't... three times, yeah. But you see him react him. just like, I, I don't care. Ah, <laughs> roids! And, and he... It's all that cocaine he that He makes it into the gate and he holds it open as everybody gets in. And then the walls just close in and slowly just smoosh him like a, like a panini in a panini press. It does kind of look like a panini press, <laughs> and it is very slow. Like it's painful mm-hmm. to watch. It should they should have had like his hand like still sticking out of the end of it. Oh it no, that would have been too heart heartbreaking. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, that would have been a bad way to go. It would have been a really bad way that. to go. Uh, but so they're in the castle now. They're in the castle now. And the first thing they do is they go across this big bridge. <laughs> right? Yeah. You want to explain what happens when they're on the bridge? All right. So they're running across. You know, it's this big, wide, open area with just one bridge. You know, it's zoomed out a bunch. Mm-hmm. And we get what I assume is a prototype Wilhelm scream yeah. as one guy gets shot and falls no, off. It's the like... Wilhelm scream was around. Oh yeah, because it was in Star Wars, and Star Wars was before this. But this doesn't. This doesn't sound like it's not the Wilhelm scream. But it's like they're trying to make it. It's probably another famous like soundbite scream that has been around forever. But I like this one better. (laughs) Honestly, it is the most blood curdling loud scream that you've ever Ah! heard. Oh, more than that. that, Yeah, you have to see it in order to to really give it justice. And then he falls off. They're like, "Oh no!" And then they keep running. He's just like screaming all the way down, though, as he's (laughs) falling. It seemed it was a good like five second long scream, just until he falls out of frame. I've spent too much time on this. I I realize this. (laughs) No, it's a, it's a, it was a, it was a good moment. Anyway, I've even stopped looking at my notes at this point. So at this point, they get separated because they're in Corridor and the floor opens up. Oh, that's right. And the little boy and the magician fall through the cracks and they end up in like a lower level. Yes, we should mention at this point, uh, there have been small clips with the princess trapped inside of this castle now. Oh, yeah. And And it's like the inside of a human, well, not a human body, but it kind of seems... It's something organic looking. Yeah, there's like claw hands and like... What I assume are teeth? There's like teeth, monster teeth and there's eyes. You see, she's in an eye at one point. N- yeah, and, and so all a these... sphincter. <laughs> it's not a sphincter. There's definitely a doorway that's shaped like a sphincter. No, but it, remember, by the time she walks out of that area, it's in the mouth. So that's probably more the throat. Ah, uh, whatever. Anyways, okay. this whole place is either modeled <laughs> after something organic or it is an organic thing. Right. Hard to know for sure. It was an interesting design choice. Yeah. So anyways, sure. the floor opens up and it, yeah. Yeah, a few of them drop underneath. The magician and the kid, they get separated from the rest of the crew. Yes. Are you going so, to point out what the evil thing wants from the princess? Oh, right. That's oh. kind of important. That is kind of So important. yeah, that's kind of like the major theme or whatever that I took from this movie. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, is that the creature or the beast. The beast. Uh, he's all about power, and he's like, come join me, princess, and we'll rule the universe or the galaxy or the planet. Something like that. The princess has to choose her king, I guess, and that person will rule 
I guess. Oh, she has a say in that? Well, that's like how the prophecy goes. And so he wants wants to make sure that prophecy is fulfilled, but he wants in to be his that, favor. He wants to be that guy. Yeah. He probably just thought she was really hot, too, with her 80s. Hard to know. He's a completely different species. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a scaly-looking fishman. We, we yes, find that but out he can take later. the form of anything he wants. So technically, I suppose, if he took the form of a human... But there's no love in that form, <laughs> according to her. Yeah. yeah it's probably because his eyes are really freaking gross. He still has really gross, fishy red eyes. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you call those fishy eyes. They're but... fishy eyes, because he's a fish man. Uh, sure, okay. <laughs> Reptilian would be more than what I'd go for, but... <laughs> amphibious amphibious sure split the difference okay uh so anyway she's all like power is nothing without love or something like that (laughs) and then he's he's like but look at this your boyfriend i sent this this chick here and she's gonna sleep with him and that's gonna prove oh uh, right okay so this is technically (laughs) backing up a bit (laughs) so this scene that he kind of projects like a little hologram of to her yeah uh, it's is, a live feed, apparently. Yeah, too. of when they were still waiting for the guy to come out of the spider cave. It, it doesn't really matter when it happens, <laughs> but the point is, he sends a woman to kind of like tempt a him. changeling that looks like a woman. Yeah, he's like, I can't, I can't take pleasure in this because she's not having a good time. Also, <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what he said, right? Uh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> general gist and then she's she's like i was supposed to kill you if you didn't sleep with me but i'm not going to because you're a pretty cool guy no she's in love with him well that happened really fast i thought they were supposed to be like pure evil but apparently the changelings also have a will of their own i don't know this is done away with very quickly with a sideswipe effect <laughs> yeah and then he's like ah damn it <laughs> my plan backfired and then he's just like whoosh he just, <laughs> like wipes his hand uh, away and she's like ah! <laughs> and uh, supposedly she dies Sorry. we don't get to see the actual person you're going to have to fix that in post I'm sure. <laughs> i am yeah <laughs> it's okay but yeah, let's let's jump forward again. <laughs> so we're back in the castle. Yeah. They're running around. They've been separated. Oh no. Yeah. So should we follow the the boy and the little boy and the magician first or should we Well, little boy and the magician does happen first technically within yeah. the movie. So we'll go there. So basically, uh these stormtroopers show up and they're going to kill him, and the magician's like, I'm going to save you, kid, because you're cool, and you shared your candy with me, and I turned into a puppy for you, and now I'm going to turn into a tiger. And so he turns into a tiger, and he kills all the stormtrooper, and he gets shot in his paw, and it's a real freaking tiger. It's an actual tiger, yeah. <laughs> and and they're, he's just walking right next to this kid. Obviously, he's a trained tiger. He must be. But, uh... But you can yeah. tell the stormtroopers aren't too comfortable with this scene. Yeah, yeah, they're just there's a real tiger that's like walking towards these these people in their stormtrooper costume. And they're just kind of backing up like uh You can tell they've got like a worried look on their face like shit, this is a real friggin' tiger. Okay, just don't make any sudden moves. It should be fine. So the tamer said this is this would all be fine as long as we don't move too quick. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen a real tiger on film. I got to say like Life of Pi, that wasn't a real tiger. That was a fake tiger. What was the last real tiger we saw on film? Uh, for me, Sinbad. Yeah. 
Sinbad? I think. When did you watch that? It was a long-ass time ago. Isn't that a cartoon? No, there was a live action, wasn't there? The one I saw was a cartoon. Maybe I'm not thinking of Sinbad. <laughs> I don't know. Are you talking about Sinbad, the comedian? I don't know what. From Jingle All the Way? probably been multiple different versions of that. Because that's a pretty well-known story. It was story. something Arabian. First Kid? I don't know what it was. <laughs> now, the longer I think about it, the longer I don't even know what I saw. <laughs> uh, we've gone off. No, wait. Time. Wait. Oh, no, wait. That's a lion. Dang it. What, secondhand lions? Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking that, too. That popped into my head, but I was like, that's a lion. So We've gotten off topic. We have. Very Let's much. get back on topic. All right. So there's a real-life tiger, and it's swiping people's heads off. Yeah, literally. And uh, it gets shot. Oh, no. It's bleeding out. Oh, dude. Hmm. We didn't even mention that these these stormtrooper things. Oh yeah, when they when they get killed or whatever, the, the they head, like eject out of the, the these head, little yeah. bloody squid creatures like eject out of it, and it's like really slithery and gross. And but it I, always like dives into the ground and digs away. I guess. Yeah, which makes me think like, are they just gonna infect this planet? Like live underground oh, yeah, or maybe, whatever? Maybe they'll just come back. I guess. Oh, Kroll two. <laughs> god that's we never saw it that's probably what they were setting up though maybe uh so let's go let's go to prince obliques and his mission again because he uh he shows up at the the prison cell basically where the princess is being held and they're like you can't you can't penetrate it and he's like i've got a secret weapon and at this point he undoes his buckle (laughs) he's like that's a good one Good joke. But he he actually does, though. Uh, he does? He, he undoes his buckle so he can get to the glaive. Oh, right. I had forgotten at this point that that thing even existed. Right. They I, did not use it at all, and yeah. they should have been. That's because it can only be used on the big evil thing. Why Why could, Why could? did it only have to be used my, on My him? one theory I've got so far. Because otherwise it could have just killed everything, and there would have been no peril. Right? Well, yes, yeah. there's that. But also, maybe there is something, like the glaive, perhaps, is a technology piece that belongs to wherever this guy is from. Because maybe it only gets powered up when it's inside the castle. Uh, that's my only theory that I've got. That's a bit of a stretch. Well, because they don't use it otherwise. Yeah. And the old man is kind of worried about... I feel like they just wanted to save it. it for the big climax. Well, of course, but yeah, that, but, that's, that's my only theory I've got if we're going to try to somehow make all sense right, of this. Yeah. Okay, that's a stretch. Out of my movie. But, <laughs> no. But all right. It, it's like an Independence Day effect kind of thing. When the aliens show up, you can finally use their tech. Uh, Wait, did that happen? In Independence Day, yeah. Remember the aliens show up and then the one ship that they have suddenly starts being able to be used? Oh, is that right? It's been a while since I've seen that. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, yes. He makes it into the cell with the glaive after quite a long time. Which of it. he maybe controls with his mind? We're not sure. Or his hand. Yeah, we're, we're, it's unclear how it works. And how he knows it, how it works, we don't know either. The point is that it works. It works very well. Yes. It, it can dispatch anything with uh, basically no effort whatsoever. Yeah. Um. So anyway, he makes it in there, and he gets the princess, and they... they kissy kissy and then they're like we gotta go but then the fish man shows up and he's not happy and he's big yeah he bursts out of his little bubble place i guess yeah and then he's like i've got this weapon and he throws the glaive and then he the the sea beast thing shoots his mouth balls at him (laughs) for a little bit and then 
the glaive gets him, right? Yeah, it stabs him somewhere. Yeah, in the chest. Yeah, it's unclear where it actually stabs him until we look later. So this is drawn out because the fish thing falls over and the thing is stuck in its chest and the dude is trying to like call it back with his hand and he's just acting the crap out of this. He's like putting as much passion as he can bear into trying to call this thing back. And uh, the glaive is stuck and it won't come back to him. Yeah. And how long does this last for? It's at like least a five minutes. couple minutes yeah, at least of five. Him, him just doing this. And I'm like, okay. That's, oh, perhaps staying, a, a scene that's happening simultaneous to this, by the way. So uh, Prince Obliques is in this chamber, right? Uh-huh. But he left the rest of his merry men behind. Oh, yeah. And they they've... And they're oh, trapped yes. in a room of spikes. Yes. And, and they're one of closing them, in on them. One of them got stabbed by the spikes. Very, very slow, blunt oh, yeah. spikes. That would be a bad way to go, too. Yeah. 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 And they, they keep, like, changing kind of how fast they're going and how how far they're stabbing things, I assume, in it's tandem to the guy, the fishman's life force. Cause right. Because when he's supposedly dead, when he falls over. Then the, they stop. Yeah, the spikes stop. Yeah, I, I assumed that, too. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, the the dude, he's like, well, screw this. I'm not going to just stand here and try and will this thing back to me. I'm just going to go pick it up. The glaive, and, yes. Yeah. And so he goes over to the fishman, and the fishman's like, psych! I'm not dead yet. And then he tries to swipe at him, and he's like, I'm going to run away. And they, they run away, the guy and, and the girl. And they're like, but wait, we can't leave this guy alive. And that's when they come to a pretty astounding revelation right it's not the glaive that's your power it's us they're the power the power of love and the power of flaming fireballs yeah so yeah this is when the whole thing comes around with the whole wedding ceremony right yeah they complete it and and what happens so the the woman finally the princess finally gets a chance to give the flames to her husband king person which apparently means that he can shoot fire out of his hand Whenever he does a Hail Hitler motion. That was not a Hail <laughs> Oh, wait. <laughs> he was going like It this. kind of was. He was like, he had no, a fist. No, they were full. No, no it, yeah, but he was like this. This is when he had like a flaming fist and then he would go like, yeah. like, like extend his fingers and then the, <laughs> that's when the, the flames would like shoot at him. So yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> oh, I didn't even <laughs> notice that uh anyway yeah he burns that thing to uh to a little sizzle and they they're like cool that's that's the end of him let's get out of here because then the castle starts cracking yes and they run across that same bridge again and it topples behind them and then they they come to a dead end and they're like oh no what do we do oh yeah and then he he flames a hole in it (laughs) yeah (laughs) and it's weirdly like off-centered you know what I think there's some foreshadowing. Now that I'm watching this uh, main menu here, mm-hmm. up here it shows the princess when she's being confronted for the first time by the beast, and it shows that claw come up from the ground, mm-hmm. and then the claw catches on fire, and then it turns into a rose, which I guess represents love or whatever. So is that what happens? That'd be quite ultimately? a stretch, because I think in that scene he's just trying to appeal to her. And that just might be his magic to make it look like a rose. But yeah, I see what you're getting at. It's I, I I wouldn't doubt it if they were trying to, but it's it's not 
fully clear. Well, because that was weird and out of nowhere, it seemed, when it happened. But there it is again. happened again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, f- I forgot about that scene where he takes a firebolt to the face. It was a mouthball. Mouthball, sorry. Yeah. A mouthball to the, <laughs> to to the, the face. face. <laughs> and he lives. Yeah. Prince Obliques, that is. He that, lives yeah, from taking a mouthball to the face. Very little. <laughs> Uh, Maybe he blocks it with the glaive because the glaive gets hit with those mouthballs too, and, and yeah, Fishman's just kind of staring at it like, "What is this?" It's the ultimate weapon. It's like shield and and attack. Yeah, at the just same time. spins it's like yeah. a data disc from. He's like Tron. in full on hero mode at this point, so he's yeah. he's reached the point where he's invincible because he needs. <laughs> I'm to be for the invincible movie. because the movie wants him to be. So yeah, basically they escape the castle. It goes up into space yeah instead of crumbling to the ground it flies off into space as if there was a vacuum just sucking it back up yeah and then my, uh, my theory is is the anti-grav system shorted out and it's all mm. just flying upward now why would there even be an anti-grav system don't know but it's got to have one if it's going around in space uh, i guess so maybe to help in the taking off. it's all magic though it is all magic yes there's lots of sparkles and whatnot uh so yeah. Oh every- yeah, Liam. Liam died inside that castle. Oh yeah, Liam Neeson died. He gave a very, uh, a very emotional speech about how he loves his wife. One of them. <laughs> <laughs> We're not sure which one. <laughs> yeah, he said, "Tell somebody I love her." Yeah, and and he 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 saved Mister Spike Collar Man. Yeah. In doing so, he took a bullet for him. Yeah. I was like, oh, Liam. Oh, when Younggrid also died. Oh yeah, Younggrid died. Oh yeah, he died on their way into the castle, and he was like, "You were right. It was all worth it." And, and then like, he, he for some reason we don't know why, but yeah. okay, it was worth it to him. So I guess that's that's good. That's good. Anyway, um, yeah. So anyway, that's so they make it out. Now they're on a giant field because they've warped again at this point. Yeah, it, that that's not really matter. It's it, yeah. They're they're good. Very idyllic looking. They live happily ever after, and their son is going to rule the galaxy one day. Yeah, according to that prophecy that we didn't really fully go into, which seems odd because, like you mentioned, that means that they very suddenly unlock space travel shortly yeah. after this. Yeah. Well, maybe it would have made more sense. Bits of the castle maybe come crashing back down, and they like manage. To... <laughs> I don't know. That's that's seemed... a stretch too. I don't know. Because, uh, yeah, they don't have yeah. any piece of the technology left at That's this what makes it sci-fi, though, Brian, is that there's space and the galaxy is involved. Maybe in Kroll 2 we finally get the answer. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, spa- or the, the, the ground squids come back to the surface and they... <laughs> they, they build technology? Make it back to space. Maybe so. they're friendly. I don't think so. They were trying well, to kill them the whole time. Well, they had a boss that was very uh, evil and gross. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they were under his control or something. And the, the changeling wasn't all bad, so... Well, one of them. One the of other them. one was, like, pure evil and then melted into a globby ball and sunk into the ground. <laughs> globby ball of evil? Yeah. As most evil things are. Yeah. That's the that's the primal form of evil. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, that's the end of the movie. Yep, right? that's it. Credits roll. Yeah. There, there is nothing after. Were there any credits that stood out to you? Mm, other than just confirming who was who. But I, I didn't really oh, look at it much. That's when we discovered who Robbie Coltrane was. And yeah. Liam Neeson. His name was Keegan. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah. It's been so long since we've done this, I don't remember what uh, what we do next. Well, first and foremost, 
Did you enjoy this movie, Michael? I actually enjoyed it a fair amount more than I uh, expected to. I thought I was going to be miserable this whole time. Like when I had to show you, uh, uh, what what was it called? Conan? Conan, yeah. I, I expected this to be worse than Conan, and it was a fair uh, step higher for me than Conan the Barbarian, actually, because that movie had nothing entertaining about it at no all. Redeeming and like this movie might not hold up, but they tried (laughs) they actually tried to make a good movie and even though a lot of the effects and stuff don't hold up what they were going for still uh kind of shined through i thought and i had a decent amount of fun with it so i think i'll give it a solid three out of five i will also give it a three out of five i you said more or less what i was gonna say which Right. Now I feel bad because I don't have anything to say. Yeah, that's all right. We're on the same page for like the first time ever. So <laughs> awesome. Yeah, not not too bad. If for some reason you you listeners at home feel like watching a movie that's that you just have no idea about, yeah, well, I guess 80s. you do now because you've listened to us. But it's it's not bad. Yeah, it's not the worst. It's a cheesy '80s movie, and just in that, there's like a value to it because I feel like, especially nowadays, '80s nostalgia is really big. Yeah, it is. I mean, like Ready Player One. Yeah, they actually had something from this movie. In Apparently, there, specifically for those nostalgia '80s fans. You you want to choose that for your next one? <laughs> no, next I don't think that would be a good fit. No, honestly, for for this podcast. Oh, okay, but yeah. Speaking of which, now that we've given our, our oh reviews, yes, I guess that. Oh what? no, wait. What mail segment? Oh, forgot about the mail segment. Do cool. we have mail? Do we have an email? We, we, we had one last time. I was all excited. Okay, let me let me bring it up. Okay, so if you'd like to write to us, you can contact our email at mostlymoviespod at gmail.com. Nobody has done that thus far. <laughs> we don't have any new emails. How about tweets? Um, let's look at Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at mostlymoviespod if you want to tweet at us. Let's see. Don't disappoint me, Michael. Hmm? Hmm? No. Nothing. No new tweets. Oh. We have the old tweet. That, that doesn't really You want to answer that question again? No, no not no. really. I don't think we did very well last I time. I don't know if we're going to do very well this time. <laughs> you can listen to our last episode to hear the answer to that question, yeah. I guess. How about Hannah? Do you have a question for us? Any question a, at all? You have a question for the panel? What's the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? <laughs> African or or European? Yeah, I'm glad you remember that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I re- I remembered something. Hooray! From, 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 from that's the first step. From, quoting the movie. Uh, what's Monty the, Python. Monty the Holy Python Grail. and the. <laughs> <laughs> I can't great. even remember the name of the movie. What? Uh, Is it snowing again? Is it snowing? Yes. Oh, good gracious! Oh man, it's okay. Snowing. Yeah, we should get you out of here then before the roads oh, yeah. get bad. Anyway. Anyways, so uh, what movie would you like to watch next, Michael, since this one was my choice? Yeah, I know. I, I haven't really I haven't given it a whole lot of thought, actually. Perfect. <laughs> uh, hold on. Let me pick something off Netflix here real quick. Continue Just the theme spur of the moment. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever seen Pulp Fiction? No, I haven't. You haven't seen Pulp Fiction? You quoted Pulp Fiction in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that scene. <laughs> Because it's all the frickin' over the Pulp Fiction. Do you know which... I know it exists. Uh, Okay, so the English motherfucker, do you speak it? Do you speak it? Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. that was from Pulp Fiction. Also, does he look like a bitch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Say what again? What? <laughs> I see. Hmm. Is it on Netflix? This movie might be interesting. Oh, to what do. did you find? This is like an art house movie that Uh-oh. I've seen before. Uh oh. I, I kind of want to make you watch it. Uh oh. It's called The Lobster. Uh oh. It's a. Uh, it stars Colin Farrell. I'll read the synopsis. Oh, not you. another Colin Farrell. <laughs> oh, dude, this will be the third Colin <laughs> Farrell oh, movie. Oh my god. <laughs> In a near-future world, single people are hunted and forced to find mates within 45 days or be turned into animals and banished to the wilderness. What? It's weird. It's bizarre. Is it scary? It's not scary at all. Okay. I would be willing, but... There's moments I think you would probably think are funny. It's kind of, like, darkly comedic. It's very... um... I can't think of the word right now. Okay. Well, I will accept this, but only if you don't know anything else to watch. Let's do it. Let's. Do, well, uh, man, I wish that I had another. <gasps> oh, what'd you find now? Have you ever heard of the movie Enemy with Jake Gyllenhaal? I've heard of Enemy Mine. Oh, dude, Enemy I've, Mine. I've with... seen that. You have? Yeah. I've never seen that. Matt turned it on one night, one, <laughs> one, one time when I was over. And he fell asleep, and I just sat there watching the whole thing. And, really? Yeah. It's like a four-hour-long movie or something. With Dennis Quaid, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Wow. Considering the amount of like popular movies you've never seen, I wouldn't have guessed you would have seen. I mean, I would not Enemy have watched Mine. that on my own. It was just because Matthew put it on, and right. I, I didn't know what else to do. I didn't hate it though. So. Dang. This is. Dune. How about Dune? I've never seen Dune. I've never seen Dune either, but that movie is super long. Okay. I've heard, supposedly. Um, How about Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels? I've never seen that. What is that? That's uh, the same guy that made Snatch. Never seen that. Guy Ritchie. The Man from Uncle. Sherlock Holmes. uh, Which Sherlock Holmes? Uh, The Robert Downey Jr. one. Oh, really? Yeah. He's doing the new Aladdin, the live action Disney one. Yikes. But this one has a, I think it has, what's his name? Bald British man. Picard? No. (laughs) (laughs) Although that fits too. Uh, The Meg. Oh, Jason Statham. Jason Statham. Yeah, I think he's in it. Maybe he's not. I know he's in the other one, Snatch. Oh, gosh. Wait, did we ever make you watch uh, Crank? No, have you seen Crank? I've seen Crank and Crank 2. You've seen both of them? <laughs> I've never seen either of those movies. It, okay, I will say, I think you'd like them just because of how over the oh, top they are. I know that I would like them. if I Like those and the Transporter movies. I would probably enjoy those too, but I've never seen them. Either I've never them. seen the Transporter movies. I guess but... there's four of them at this point, huh? Can we watch Crank? Um, you want to watch Crank, really? Uh, I want to watch you watch Crank. <laughs> Really? The hmm. second one, I think, is actually the one that you really, really would like. But you have to set it up with the first one. Well, maybe we'll save that then, because I think I am going to pick the lobster. Oh, okay. So, thank you for listening, everybody. You can turn in, or tune in. <laughs> you can turn in your 3D you can... glasses now. <laughs> yeah, uh, you can exit on either side of the auditorium. And you can come back in two weeks for the lobster.
Stalling stuff. Stalling. I, I, can't, I can't speak. You you do the the. I don't album. know. It's starring. You got it in front of you. Colin Farrell. Oh right, <laughs> right. Colin Farrell's in it, and uh, Rachel Weisz. I think. Yeah, okay. she's in it too. I recognize the name. What has she been in? She's from the Mummy. Yeah, I was gonna. The say newer that. one. No. The old one. The the Brendan Fraser one. Which one? The nineteen ninety nine. The one. first one. Okay, yeah. I never yeah. saw those. Really? I saw the second one. I think. The one where they replace her, and the first scene you see her in is like, sorry, that's I'm a completely a different person. Oh, that's the third one. Okay, yeah. well, that's the one oh, I saw. The one with the yetis. The, oh, yeah, the, the first one and the second one are better than the third one, in my opinion. Really? I haven't seen yeah. the third one, but I like the first one. Yeah. We I should do one of those at one point. That would be perfect for this podcast. Well, you want to choose that instead? I don't know where we're going to find it. That, I'm sticking to my guns. We're okay, watching lobster, the lobster. fine. But I've I, got choices for the future. I have the first mummy movie on DVD. Okay. Oh, well, there you go. So, so we've got options for the future then. Okay. <laughs> also, I really like Hellboy. Hellboy is a good one. We should watch that at some point. Uh, but yeah, can tune in two weeks from now for the Lobster. Be excited because it might be weird. <laughs> it's gonna, it's it'll be interesting to talk about. I think. Okay. Uh, Take your word for it. All right, yeah, Michael. I'm we need a closing time. piece of wisdom for the audience before we go. Okay. Uh. If you're going to do a puzzle with more than a thousand pieces, you should get some help. (laughs) Good enough. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Yeah. Now we just get to keep talking. I guess so. As we fade out. Yep. Fading. Oh, no. Is that spider translucent? Or is so is like the inside of it red, or is it just its belly? I think it's I think it is translucent, and the inside of it's red. That's like that, all of that's its kinda guts. Kind of cool. Yeah. I actually kind of liked the uh, the stop motion spider. It kind of added a creepiness to it. Should we leave this in? Yeah, it, it is in, but it's fading. Oh, but they they won't be able to hear it. Yeah, well, they can hear it, but it's fading. Well, they'll have to turn up the volume. This would be a really long fade. <laughs> That fish thing has more than five fingers. It has like eight fingers. We can't let all of this fade now. There's too much of it. I never noticed that how many fingers it had. Okay, hold on. Now we gotta now we gotta wait for the menu to Also, was that in the movie? The very all the people on the horses? Yeah. That's the very beginning the when when all the kingdoms are coming together to for the wedding. Oh. Okay. Wait for it. Here it comes. Alright, alright. Waiting. Okay. Oh, oh no! See, look at one, that. Two, one, three, two, three, four, five, five six, six, maybe seven. I think I had at least well, seven. If it has a thumb, it's got seven. It's a butt. Hey, it's, it's not a butt. A butt. <laughs> it's definitely not a butt. It was clenching. The butt was clenching. <laughs> okay, I think we're faded out. Are Are we fading? Oh, we're we're faded, dude. Are we faded? Yeah. I don't know if we've been smoking well, all maybe. day. You get it. <laughs> No, I, I didn't. Faded. I'm faded. I don't, I don't know that kind of lingo. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. It's what uh what you call someone who's been uh, partaking in the reefer. Oh, really? Yeah. This is a really long, long, long fade out. I think we'll cut out most of this. I'll, I'll just make it. The a... fade out should only be like 10 seconds. Uh, the but most. then. Yeah, but the joke in this could be <laughs> super long. It could be. And it just doesn't actually fade. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just ends. <laughs>
that's how I'll do it. Because <laughs> uh, it like always fades. Just like life.